Welcome to RCCU The Rock Center podcast. Today, you will be hearing a message from Pastor Femi Enigwako. But before that, I am going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from him, which says, Peace is not the absence of storm. It is the absolute confidence in the presence of God. Stay tuned and be blessed. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago to be precise, we started something on discipleship. And we looked at um, Matthew 28. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. From verse 18 to 20, and I'll read Matthew 28 from verse 18 to verse 20, and I'll read. Bible says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said unto them, all authority, all power to rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and summation of the age. Amen. So let it be. Father, this morning, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you open your word to us. Not only will we open the word, the word will be opened unto us. Speak your mind to us. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Two weeks ago, I, I, I shared to us that many a times when we mention the Great Commission, everyone always talks about, you know, all authority is given to us and we should go out there and do everything. But one key aspect of the Great Commission is making disciples. Making disciples. And I said, discipleship is a process of men becoming more like Jesus. It's a lifelong experience where we as believers, that we say we are Christians, we are on that journey where we want to be more like him. Where Christ becomes fully formed in us. And everything about us emanates and speaks Christ. The way we think, the way we act, the way we conduct ourselves, what we say, how we also disciple others, is the same thing that Christ will have done. And I said, discipleship has not taken place except Christ is formed in us. Not only did we stop there, we went further to look at Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 which is where I will now be focusing on this morning. So I start with that introduction. I just want to just, for those of us who missed two weeks ago, so that's our foundation to discipleship. And so we went to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Right? How many of you, if you are there, shout hallelujah. Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, 
and follow me. Three things. Let him deny himself, take up his cross. Let me do something now. Thank you. Right? We, we spent a lot of time on this the last time. So, I'm sure maybe you might have also gone home to look at it. Please, Usher, please, can you just come and quickly help me with this mic, please? Right? One or two people want to just share briefly what that verse has ministered to you. Just one or two people, and I'll, I'll continue. What that verse has ministered, we shared it two weeks ago. What that verse now to you as a person? Anybody, very quickly, just don't look down. Look at, look up here, look up here. <laughs> Somebody are not looking down. What does that verse minister to you? Anyone? Anyone? The whole world is watching the rock center. So if you like, for your hand in front of the whole world. What does that verse mean to you? You want me to call somebody? Any volunteer? Wow. Where? Yeah, Statola. Good. Good. Yeah, let's take it. Let's go. Statola. Good. Excellent. Okay. Hallelujah. Media, please, can you help me with a mic? Praise the Lord. Um, I realize that um, we first of all have our lives. Important as believers to know that there is something called mind. And then from the verse it talked about, you know, we must carry our cross. There's something called your cross. Your cross is not your neighbor's cross. Christ, uh, as we're following the Lord, you know, you have to identify your path as you're following the Lord. It's a journey, a personal journey for you. Even though we are joining together, there is that part of your cross. And until you find your cross, you cannot carry it and you cannot um, live your own life. So that, that that was just very profound to me. Thank you so much. One more contribution. Can we put our hands together for her? One more contribution. Okay, yes, sir. Then said Jesus unto his disciples. Let us see you, sir. I said already. Thank you, sir. I know you have three Bibles that you are carrying. So is it? Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. These people are actually disciples. They were disciples already. Before Jesus asked them to come after me, deny yourself, take up my cross, and follow me. It shows that discipleship is a continuous process. We cannot say that, oh, I'm now a disciple, I'm now fully complete in Christ, then I don't give myself to constant uh, obedience to God's word. Thank you so much. Can we put our hands together? Thank you so much. I like that. Thank you so much. She said on on disciples, if you come after me, let him deny himself, one, number two, take up his cross, and number three, follow him. Today I'm going to start with, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. From the versions we read two weeks ago, we saw that denying himself means let him forget himself. That means don't be conscious about you. Let him put aside his own desires. My father and the Lord Pastor had always wanted to be maybe the youngest vice chancellor in the whole of Africa. Let he put those, I'm not saying it's wrong to dream and aspire. But when God has a need of the sheep, like in the case, when God has a need of the boat, like in the case of Peter, you let your desires go. 
as a father over to you. When, he deny, when we are denying ourselves, we are saying, Lord, take the lead. Take the lead. You lead, I follow. I will, I will not go where you don't have me go. When we are saying deny himself, we are saying put aside every selfish ambition. Because the truth is about self, man, we are carnal beings and we have self, not just ambitions, selfish ambition. You don't mind the project not happening, but if it happens, it has to be you to lead it. If they say, who will make a presentation? If it's not you making the presentation, you want to frustrate the other person because you want to shine your shine. If it's not about, if the glamour is not on you, no selfish ambition, then it should not hold. He's saying, let him reject himself. Let him disown himself. Another version said that. One person said, you have no right to yourself. And all this teaches me something that your right was not taken from you. You gave it up yourself. So when we are saying deny yourself, it's not something that there was a struggle and whoever won, now say no, no. It's not something that was taken from you. You have to get to a place where you willingly surrender all your rights and say, Jesus, take the will. You know, I noticed in life that most people who worry are people who are struggling with the will of their life with Jesus. I don't know if you've ever traveled to Florida, down south to Florida, maybe Miami, Orlando, maybe with your children. We are, uh, we are, so, most of the time, they won't be sleeping. I mean, I mean, I noticed that. They'll be sleeping. Because they know that my father has the will. My father will not, he will not uh, eat us. Will not kill us. So they are, they are just playing on their iPad. They are sleeping. They are eating. If they are younger, they say they want to eat themselves and you will stop like 10 times. Because they have confidence in their father. But if maybe it's the wife that is by the side, sometimes they'll be present break with you. See <laughs> you, so if my wife is there, I say, no, I'm just, I'm just exercising. <laughs> we have to get to a place where we know that Jesus is driving, is at the wheel of our lives. And we can't go into calamity. They say, oh, this is policy is coming. I'm not perturbed about the policy. Because I'm operating under the kingdom economy. The church of today, and I'm bringing this to the church a little bit, forgive me. The church of today is where it is because we have workers, we have preachers, we have ministers who have not yet fully denied themselves. You hear things about my church, my members, my money, my message, my soul. They didn't tell you, let me take my solo. After preparing all week, they didn't let me take my solo. And that way, you now ask me, except a man is broken, he can't successfully, what can he successfully break other men? So how many of us are truly broken? How many of us have truly gotten to the place of surrender? 
of us have truly got into a place where it's not about you, but it's about God. How many of you have said, take the will, Lord, and have your way? That's an about song. The song said, um, take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a vessel and nothing more. When done, please take the glory. I'm satisfied just to see you glory. And so we must get to that place where the first thing that he said here is let him deny himself. They didn't call you raise up your hand for testimony. They didn't call you and you're vexing. Is it your testimony? That church, I don't like them. I was racing. And that sister, she saw me. Oh, that sister, damn it. She saw me. She see her, she, she didn't see me. I will show her. When you look at the things that causes issues in the body of Christ, is when flesh wants to magnify itself. When you look at the things that, because we must never hijack the work of God from the hand of God. It's all about him. It's all, all about him. It is not our work, it is his work. It is not just your family, it is his family through you. Some of you, somebody is living near your house, he doesn't have a car. You see the person, you drive past them. I can't allow them enter your car. Sir, breaking news, flash. It's not just your car. It's God's car that he has entrusted in with you. Because sometimes your treasure is entrusted to you as a test. Our treasures are entrusted in us as a test. God wants to be sure. How will these people use the resources I put into their hands? How will you, these children I put into your hands? How is entrusting them into our care as a test also? The small members that are in your department, five of them, God is entrusting them to us as a test to see if we'll be faithful over them. If you can spend time on your needs to pray for them. And so, even when we, when we were three, when we were 10, 100, 200, we were 500, 1,000, we will never stop laboring over every one of us because we know that it's God that adds to his church and he has entrusted all of us here for us as a test. So how faithful are we over what God has entrusted unto us, the treasures? And so this morning, as I begin to think of stepping down and winding off, I want to tell you something in denying himself. You can't give what you don't have. I've said it many times before, many times before. God is not just looking for a man to do his work. He's also looking for a man in whom he can do his own work. Let the works, and that one I said, I think that was a few months ago, 
there must be a work in us before what? Before what? Everybody's murmuring. There must be a work in us what? Before there can be a walk through us. And you say, Father, let your work continue in me. Don't let me get to a stage where I think I can do it on my own. Help me to put aside every selfish ambition, every worldly accomplishment. Take me to a place where I'm totally sold out for you. Take me to a place where I am totally lost for you. Help me to know that you are the driver's seat of my life so that worry does not have a way in my life. Lord Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. One thing I told us this year, I said I'll be focusing so much on the how. So how can I truly deny myself? How, how, how? Galatians chapter 2, Galatians chapter 2, I'll take maybe two or three versions from there. Then somebody of us, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, 25. Now somebody, Galatians 2, 20 to 21. Galatians 2, 20 to 21. Ushers, please help me with the mic again. Galatians 2, 20 to 21. And somebody else, Galatians 5, 24 to 25. If you are there, quickly just raise your hand and read for us. Just anybody. Let us know which I read it. Who's there? Okay, yes, ma'am. KJV. Okay. That's for Galatians 2.20, right? 2.20, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live. Mm. Yet not I, mm. but Christ liveth in me. Mm. And the life which I now live in the flesh, mm. I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me mm. and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by law, then Christ's death is in vain. Amen. Thank you so much. Who has another version of that? Or he wants to give us let's take two other versions of this Galatians 2 20 to 21. Galatians 2. Yes. 20 to 21. Yes, ma'am. What version is that? Passion. Well, this passion. <laughs> that my old my old identity has been co-crucified with Christ. My whole identity has been crucified with Christ. And no longer lives. And no longer lives. And now the essence of Is it old or whole? My old. Old. Uh Okay. Whole crucified with Christ and Mm. no longer lives. Mm. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. Mm. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Mm. Live in union as one. Mm. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. Who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, fencing his life into mine. Mm. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something very feral. Mm. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, mm. then Christ would have died for nothing. Mm. Thank you so much. I'll take one more version of that. Galatians 2. Yes, ma'am. Is that Tamotola? Okay. okay. What version is that, ma'am? Amplified. Amplified. Thank you. Therefore, I'm starting from 26, mm-hmm. sorry. I have been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. In him I have shared his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. It is no longer high who live, mm-hmm. but Christ the Messiah lives in me. Mm-hmm. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In by hindrance to reliance and on complete trust in the Son of God, yeah. 
who loved me and gave himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat it is very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace or merited favor of God. For if justification, righteousness from guilt, comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ the Messiah died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death was then wholly superfluous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's give Galatians 5, 24, 25. Anybody? Just two, three people read that. I will just wrap up now. Galatians 5, 24, 25. Anybody? And they that are crucified. And they that are crucified have crucified the flesh mm. with the affections and lusts. Mm. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Two more versions of that same. Okay. Do you want guys? Yeah, okay. I'll come to you, ma'am. Let's take a Yes, ma'am. Oh, this is uh, NIV. Mm. Oh, those who belong to Christ, mm. Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Mm. Since we live by the Spirit, mm. let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. That was the same version. Wow. By the Spirit. <laughs> okay, we'll take... This too. I'll take Samaria and Yes, ma'am. And those who belong to Christ, mm. Jesus, have put to death their human nature with all its passions and desires. Mm. The Spirit has given us life. He must also control our lives. Mm. We must not be proud or irritate one another mm. or be jealous of one another. Thank you so much. Take final fashion. Yes, ma'am. We belong to Christ. As a result, we no longer obey our wrong human thoughts. We stop doing the bad things that our thoughts want us to do. It is like we have killed those thoughts on the cross. Now it is God's spirit that gives us life. So we must let God's spirit lead us in how we live. We must not become proud. We must not be jealous of each other so that we cause trouble to one another. Can you just spread the scriptures into your life? In every old manifestation of the flesh in my life it dies today. I'm a new man in Christ. Your spirit leads me afresh. Can you pray for yourself? Please don't murmur it. Pray it over your life. Everything that has to do with the flesh in you comes to an end. Every flesh doesn't have a way in you. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Say, Father Lord, my thoughts, my thinking, my actions, my doings, everything I do, it's, I walk in the newness of the realization of my identity in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. And in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so when I came across the scriptures, I really truly understood when they say, you are born again. Normally, born again is, is when they say born again, you born again, born against. Some people say born against. When they say you were born again, that means that we must have died to self. 
That means the old man, our Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. It says, All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when it's saying that we must deny ourselves, then my question is, I there's no evil self, the old man is there. So there's nothing to even struggle for or struggle with. The new man that you see belongs to Jesus. That's why that song says, my life is not my own. Because the old one that was my own, the civil one that was my own, is there. This new one you are seeing is Christ reigning and ruling through me. Brethren, when we talk of denying yourself, I'm just here to say that the life that we're living is not our own like that. Not. It is Christ living through us. Everything that he has given us and everything that we're... You know, I, 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 I'm sensitive about the pattern in which the testimonies of, that God is, is doing at the Rock Center, when even people in their place of work. God, that's taking territories. I don't know if you have been seeing it. Where God is placing us in places where we are indispensable. Have you noticed the last few weeks and months, everyone just saying, my office, I don't, I don't know. I still not, we don't know why. It's just the hand of God over our lives. But what he's saying is that all what I'm doing through you, never get to a place or a position or a state in life where you think it's you. Never get to a position where you say, ah, I, if not for me, that thing will not even work. You don't really have to show off. Because let Christ show off in you and through. Let men, the Bible says in the first scripture of Matthew, says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. When we say deny ourselves, a man who has not truly experienced death cannot deny himself. That's why Easter last weekend was very, very, I think it's one of the most significant things in our Christian journey. Because there must be a dying before he can be living through us. When he says, is it Romans chapter 12? Now I think it's Romans chapter 12. Please give me Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Let me stop with this. Let me stop with this. Romans chapter 12. 1 and 2. I, I hope I'm correct. Uh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, anyway. Okay. Beloved friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be what? Sacrifice. To be a what? Sacred living sacrifice. Let's thank you so much. Stop there, man. That, that's where I want. Give me somebody give me another version. I beseech you, therefore, that the mercies of God that you present your bodies what? A living, a living sacrifice. Let's Holy stop there. No, man, please. Thank you. A living sacrifice. Maybe one more version that we have. Can you put your hand together for this ushering team? Very put. Let me appreciate them because the work they have been doing like this. 
they know that they've married all their mouths. Anybody wants to do one more version? Yes, ma'am. Yes. I appeal to you, brethren. all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. And so, when I see that word living sacrifice, I ask myself, oh, my, my, let, let, let me read, my, start, Mary, let me read that verse. Let me read it out. Yeah, please come. Come. Put your, come, come, put your, put your, come. Okay, you have, a, you have a microphone in your hand. Okay, just quickly, fast, fast, my reading for, I, I want to wrap up with this. Yes, ma'am. Read that. So, here's what I want you to do. Mm. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary mm. so life. Let's take it together. So it says, here is what I want you to do. Yes, ma'am? God helping you. God helping you because truly we can't do it on our own. We can't. Yes, ma'am? Take your everyday, ordinary life. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're sleeping. Eating. Eating. Going to work. Going, ah, in this fashion, no. <laughs> Going to work, yes, ma'am. And walking around life. And walking around life. And place it before God. And place it before God. As an offering. As an offering. Embracing what God does for you. Embracing what God does for you. The best thing you can do for him. It's the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. Ah. Continue, man. He's just eating me in the wrong, in the in the right places. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you feed into it without even thinking. Mm. Instead, fix your attention on God. Mm. You will be changed from the inside out. Mm. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you.